0: Three week one of the NFL season is the worst environment imaginable for the Arizona Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Post game reaction podcast following an Arizona Cardinals game for the 2022 season. I wish it'd be a little bit more fun to enjoy uh, than it may be. Alex Lancy, Locked on Cardinals. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. I'm live on YouTube and Twitter Spaces. There's so much to unpack with what we just watched, and a lot of it ain't good. Um, there are a couple little bright spots. Do I think this is what it's going to look like for the entirety of the 2022 season? No, but things need to shift quickly now, right this second. Uh, follow the podcast at Locked on Easy Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. As I did today, I'll be doing a halftime show at halftime of every game this season on Twitter Spaces and YouTube. I'll, do, I'll be doing a post game show as well. Um, let's rip the band aid off because I said when this season started, I said this entire offseason, this is going to be a band aid rip off season for the Cardinals. Positive, negative, don't know what's going to happen yet. But what we do know is we're going to find out. The Arizona Cardinals will be exposed, whether it be positively or negatively. Is Cliff Kingsbury a good head coach? Is Kyler Murray the real deal? Is Steve Kime able to put together an actual roster? Is Byron Murphy worth another contract? Is Isaiah Simmons good? Is Zayvon Collins an NFL player? Can Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson actually carry the load for this defense, this inferior talent-wise? Is Hollywood Brown a wide receiver one? Is this offensive line going to hold up? Will DeAndre Hopkins come back and make an impact? Like, all of these things we know less about now than we did going into week one, and that's a worry for me. Sure, there's a negative slant on this game, absolutely, and there should be. The Cardinals got absolutely owned by a team with Super Bowl aspirations. This isn't necessarily a litmus test for the future, It's not because it's week one. Week one's weird. Kyler Murray and a bunch of the offensive skill position players didn't play in the preseason. Like you can use that excuse. The Cardinals went to Tennessee and did this to Tennessee week one of last year. And then Tennessee ended up being the one seed in the AFC. The NFC is very top heavy. There's plenty of room for growth here for the Cardinals and probably the most beneficial thing for the Cardinals is what the Rams and the 49ers did before the Cardinals played today, because unless Seattle take, you know, pulls off a miraculous upset at home against Russell Wilson and the Broncos, all four teams in the NFC West are going to be 0-1. So it's going to be like, well, start over next week. But today was a portrait of an organization without urgency, without leadership, and without any real semblance of understanding how much growth they need to become a deep playoff team. There's kind of this disconnect where they're Uncle rico it, if I can say that. I'll bet I can throw a football over that mountain. In high school, if the coach would have put me in, we would have won state. The Cardinals are looking at week five of 2021 – as the place of where they are now. Zero heart, zero leadership, zero any sort of real redeeming quality by the Arizona Cardinals today. And that is very scary. This is supposed to be the game at home 2022 opener. This is supposed to get your kajingas all rattled. This is supposed to get you higher and more hyped than anything you've seen this offseason. And with Starting from Kyler Murray down, Kyler's not without fault here. Like, people think that I just, you know, anoint him perfect. I don't. And also, he is the head of the snake in a cog that is the definition of insanity. So sure, maybe he's on the field, the poster child of this, but in no way does he share all the blame. So let's, and listen, thanks for hanging out. Like, I know that this is not ideal. I would love, I would love to talk about this in a positive way. Unfortunately, this is everything that I've said this offseason will happen if this offseason goes exactly the way this offseason went. The defense will not be prepared. The offense will have to adjust to that and be forced to score touchdowns every drive because the defense can't stop anybody. And lo and behold, that's what happens. And yes, Patrick Mahomes isn't Geno Smith. Patrick Mahomes isn't, you know, whatever, Trey Lance. Patrick Mahomes, pound for pound, in my opinion, is the best quarterback in the NFL still. You can take your Justin Herbert. You can take your Josh Allen. It's pick your poison. I'll still go Patty Mahomes 100 times out of 100 because I've seen it. Because I've seen it at, at the highest level. I've seen him win. And what we saw today was just that the dictionary definition of a perfectly and stably run organization against one who isn't. The Chiefs are the dictionary definition of stability. The Chiefs are the dictionary definition of how to build a roster to win for a decade. The dictionary definition of leadership from the front office and the head coaching staff, or the head the coaching staff as a whole, they're the dictionary definition of what an NFL organization should be. It's not how it's always been. It's how it is his. It's how it is now since Andy Reid took over. And if the Cardinals want to move towards that, it can't happen with this regime. It just can't. So when you're looking at what the Cardinals went through today, that's looking in the mirror of what a stable and fully functioning organization looks like. And the Cardinals didn't look like that. Alex Lanty locked on Cardinals. I'm going to break down the game specifically today, but the overall overwhelming motifs and auras of what we watched is nightmare fuel that was sparked right at the end of the 2021 season or 2022, whatever. Can the NFL just do the 2021, 2022 season? All the playoffs are in the damn next year. And then you look up who won the Super Bowl for a certain year. You got to look at the year ahead. It's dumb. Can we just do that, please? What happened today? I'll talk about it next Lockdown cardinals first um there is something that we can get excited about even though it's kind of like scary in its own right and it's brightco so brightco is a jewelry insurance company okay but they do things so differently with their website so their website bright.co bright.co b-r-i-t-e.co has just a list of videos of huge fails where dudes or women are proposing to their significant other. It's like there's one where a dude's on a on a on a boat with his girlfriend, she turns around, the boat tips over. Ring in the water. Dude doing it on a dock, huge gust of wind. Ring goes into the water. So Brightco is a company that keeps you from having to deal with dropping tens of thousands of dollars into the water. It's the fastest and easiest and cheapest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the business. You can get covered in two minutes on your cell phone. You won't find a better deal or greater coverage that's super affordable like Brightco has. Bright.co forward slash locked on. We all hate insurance, right? These guys at Brightco turn the whole experience around. So it's probably the easiest thing you can do for yourself this week. A lot easier than watching the Cardinals today. No excuses for five bucks a month. You can get comprehensive coverage and it won't take more than two minutes on your cell phone check it out bright.co forward slash locked on you have to see these videos go to bright.co you'll need a laugh after what we saw with the cardinals go to bright.co right now and watch the videos you'll chuckle alex clancy locked on cardinals uh thanks for hanging out i'll be doing these post game shows every uh every game hopefully not with the feelings that we have right now, follow the podcast on locked on easy cards, please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. And if you have Twitter, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's corner. You can check out the um, locked on Cardinals Twitter spaces right now. Just trying to connect, trying to enjoy trying to just discuss your favorite team um, in a way that is straightforward and hopefully informational. Hopefully it'll make you laugh also. So there's a couple of stats that stood out glaringly today. And I'm going to kind of jump all over the place because it's a grab bag. Let's start with the offense for the Cardinals. The offensive, the leading rusher for the Cardinals was Kyler Murray with 29 yards. Not ideal. I said the main thing on offense today, if the Cardinals wanted to stay in this game, was to run the ball effectively, lead with an effective rushing attack, to be able to have sustained drives and keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. That didn't happen the leading receiver for the Arizona Cardinals today was Greg Dortch, the darling of, of training camp and the preseason. If Greg Dortch is going to lead the Arizona Cardinals in receiving again this year, this is going to be a bad season for the Cardinals. I know DeAndre Hopkins is out. I know Greg Dortch, as I stated in the, pre, in the pregame show that I did live before the show, that Greg Dortch is somebody that opposing teams aren't going to account for. They're not going to, you know, uh, game plan for that's left for Zach Ertz and, 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 um, and Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins when he comes back, the running backs and Kyler Murray. It's not going to be great door. So, and a lot of his stuff was was in a garbage time. But those two glaring, glaring issues. And then the stat of all stats, I mean, the Chiefs went to third down eight times today and they had 33 total first downs that means that out of all of their drives today when they were on the field for what 30 minutes i think 34 minutes almost 35 minutes they only got to third down eight times that is a defensive failure i don't care if it's the chiefs i don't care and this is difficult it's difficult to discuss because unlike in previous seasons, you know, where it's like, um, I don't know, maybe towards the tail end of 2020, where Chandler Jones was first, like, well, you know, Chandler Jones will be back healthy next year. Chandler Jones gone. J.J. Watt. You know, J.J. Watt didn't play today. So the interior defensive line is in the pass rush wasn't what it was. J.J. J. J. Watt's 33 years old. If J.J. Watt is your saving grace, if that's what you're holding on to, we've got a problem. What this can be chalked up to is a bunch of young players never having this much pressure or responsibility at the NFL level. That's more what this looks like. And it could be a positive catalyst moving forward if they're able to adapt and react. But that is going to be unknown for a long time. We're going to find out next week in Vegas. We're going to find out at home in week three against the Rams. But today was a failure from second one through the entirety of the game. And that is the most surprising thing of all of this. There was no heart, there was no passion. There was, there was nothing. There was one drive in the first half. Five and a half minutes sustained drive. The Cardinals looked good. The offense looked good. It was humming. Kyler Murray uh, had the great play call by, by Cliff Kingsbury with the with, with the uh, design quarterback draw, delayed quarterback draw, that set up the James Conner touchdown. Like, that was great. That was Cardinals football from last year. And then you realize the strain that's put on the Cardinals offense because the defense can't stop anybody at all. Can't. Cannot. And I don't know what else there is to say. Nobody looked good on defense. You know, Buda Baker had a couple good tackles. Marco Wilson looked lost. Byron Murphy was not impactful. Isaiah Simmons got beat multiple times. Zayvon Collins looks like he does not belong on an NFL field yet. Marcus Golden got behind the line of scrimmage a couple times, which was good. Saw nothing from Cam Thomas, nothing from Dennis Gardag. Well, Dennis Gardag knocked out, um, knocked the ball out from Juju Smith Schuster for the fumble and the turnover where the Cardinals needed, and then proceeded to have the ball for 16 seconds, go for it on fourth down, not get it, and then Harrison Butler came in. Willis readed it from fifty-four yards to put uh the Chiefs up 16 going into halftime. What did you think happened? Leave it in the comments. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Yeah. I agree. I want accountability. I want the thousands. I spent every year to fly and stay in the Valley to see home games, buy merch. Like, I tweeted out somewhat tongue-in-cheek that Michael Bidwell should refund every single Arizona Cardinals fan who bought a ticket today. Because that ain't it. what does this look like moving forward what it, what are things that we saw today that you can bank on in some capacity moving forward i'll find some i promise but all in all just a, a little bow on what we watched you hope that was week 1 rust because you can make that claim for sure if if you're if you're an absolute if you're a sensationalist you can make the claim that that was a team didn't play together this offseason and just pretty much punted on week one, you know, inadvertently. And they were like, you know what? Chalk that up to no offseason. Chalk that up. Wash your hands of it. Go to Vegas next week. Get me W. The Cardinals play like this next week. Ram, The Raiders can do the same thing. What are the redeeming qualities? What did I see that stuck out to me that gives hope for the rest? And I'm not saying the season's over. Like, the gives hope, like, starting tomorrow. What are some things? There are a handful of things. This is not a fully negative podcast. But, all in all, the Cardinals got absolutely punished on their home turf in a season for redemption after what we saw during the second half of last season. Alex Lancy locked on Cardinals. I'm going to lighten the mood, baby. I'm going to lighten it up on a Sunday afternoon. Um, Yeah. Next. So, there is one thing, another thing that I'm very happy about here, and it's not that. It's this. Prize Picks is one of our newer sponsors. Okay, so today, today, if you went to PrizePicks.com or downloaded the app and you saw the over/under for Cardinals, you know, different um, for different lines, like you know, whether it be Hollywood Browns receiving yards or receiving touchdowns, James Connors rushing yards, James Connors rushing touchdowns. Prize picks makes it so easy to put a little cheese in the game when it comes to just yards so just different statistics. They'll set a line you pick over under, you can put two to five. And uh, two to five choices in parlay, it went up to 10 times your money. Okay. You're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the prize pick projections. Okay. They project, you can, you do projections for any sport. NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, eSports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing. You get the idea. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. You just go to the game you want. You click the, say, Dak Prescott over under the, the number, the projection, and you just pick more or less, and you can put between two and five together and make some cheese, man. Download the Price Picks app or go to PricePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit bonus, up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, use promo code locked on. will give you $100. Bucks. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Part of why I choose to do the Monday's podcast right after the game is because it's like, I like the raw reaction because it's football's an emotional game. Covering the team is, you know, kind of, it's it, it's an emotional experience one way or the other. You know, we're not singing Kumbaya or, you know, you know, crying in a corner, but it's like experiencing what we just experienced for the last three and a half years or three and a half uh, hours. It's eye-opening. So let's go back here. I'll talk about the positive stuff in just a second. Alex, thanks for Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for hanging out on Twitter Spaces, YouTube. Go like and subscribe. Uh, Turn on the notifications so you know uh, whenever a new video's up. Are we doing Twitter Spaces, I think, in perpetuity? I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, The Cardinals lose to the Rams in the playoffs last season. Christian Kirk leaves, balled out today. Chase Edmonds leaves. Chandler Jones leaves. And I'm not saying they should have paid Christian Kirk what he got, but Christian Kirk as wide receiver one, look at what happened. Five or six receptions over 100 yards today. Chandler Jones leaves. And Chandler Jones got a lot of money from the the Raiders also that the Cardinals wouldn't have paid. You replace Chandler Jones – with nobody, you replace Christian Kirk with nobody, and they signed you know a, a couple running backs. You know Benjamin got some to run today during during uh, uh, garbage time. Resign James Connor, good. Resign Zach Ertz, good. Sign Will Hernandez to play right guard. Give DJ Humphries a contract extension. Give Jalen Thompson a contract extension. And do nothing to the defensive side of the ball. That's what happened this offseason. The Cardinals needs going into the draft. Interior offensive line, pass rush, corner, interior defensive line. Instead, Steve Kime trades for Hollywood Brown, drafts a tight end in the second round, and then wait till the third round to draft. MyJay Sanders, who was inactive today, and Cam Thomas, who was a ghost. So building a roster is difficult when you don't see the glaring issues and fill them. And this is not just from this offseason. 2020, Isaiah Simmons could have been CeeDee Lamb, could have been Tristan Worse. Last year, could have been Greg Newsome. Could have been a bevy of pass rushers. This is like, so this is like, remember when I said the, the, the band-aid would be ripped off? This is the beginning. The sustainability for the future is up in the air for the Cardinals. So that's where we are, especially defensively. Now, what we saw today was when Hollywood Brown was targeted, looks like he and Kyler Murray on the same page. He caught the junk, the, the uh, uh, you know the garbage time touchdown. He had a couple good pitch and catches from Kyler Murray in space. That looks to be like that's the real deal. It looks like it's to be like you know it's going to work. And when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, that should you know intensify that. The offensive line, aside from a couple instances, looked okay. It looked okay. There was a missed assignment. On I believe it ended up being a sack on Kyler Murray by Will Hernandez. Um, It looked okay. Kyler didn't get sacked eight times. He had time in the pocket. And, you know, I think that's it. I think that's it. Like, I, I don't... I don't see – Kyler didn't play well today. Um, he had that – again, Cliff Kingsbury had that one great play call on the on the QB draw uh, that set up the touchdown. But, I mean, redeeming qualities, things to look forward to. Hollywood Brown and Kyler Murray, that's going to be fun all season. That'll be fun. It's going to be great. And hopefully that they can put up more points than seven before garbage time. Like, you hope that they'll be able to get this thing humming. And this was just kind of a one-off getting the cobwebs off, getting everybody on the field. Unfortunately, it was a regular season game that counts um, because everybody's so freakishly scared of players getting hurt in the the preseason that they just don't play, which I get. But this is the fruits that are bared if that's the case, if that happens. And the offensive line when Cody Ford comes back from IR and and Will Hernandez gets fused together with Rodney Hudson, like – It'll be fine. DJ Humphries and Kelvin Beachum are good left and right tackles. They are. I believe in this offensive line more than I believe in any of the defense, not named the DBs or uh, the the safeties. So, unfortunately today, the Cardinals got behind the eight ball so quickly that they had no chance. It was like a fault on a hundred meter dash out of the gate, just disqualified. And you hope one hopes that this, again, is just the one-off because they hadn't played together at all this year. It was clunky, there are penalties, false starts, just like this is rinse and repeat. Through one week, though, Michael Bidwell, Steve, Klein, Steve Kime, Cliff Kingsbury, definition of insanity. Doing the same thing, expecting different results, and this is where we are. The Cardinals get embarrassed in week one. Tomorrow... I will have had time to think. Calmer heads, I guess, prevail. But I'm going to be discussing this game more in depth before looking towards what the Cardinals face next, which is potentially another offensive juggernaut. Devontae Adams went nuts today. Derek Carr got picked off three times. with the Chargers' defense is really good. Chandler Jones and Max Crosby could wreak havoc on this offensive line. It doesn't get easier for the Cardinals. Let's take a beat. Let's take the L. And come back tomorrow or Tuesday, I should say, with a little bit more constructive. What does this mean, and how can the Cardinals improve upon what we watched today? Alex Lancy, locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you Tuesday.